And I tell them, I says, you see all these booths here at the trade show? There's thousands of booths and they're all doing business. Okay. So there's plenty of business there for everybody. Okay. Plenty of business for everybody. And just get your share. If you and, and, and if you're going to be better than the average bear, then be better than the average bear. Do something different and be better and you'll get more business. What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates. They are your premier PHVAC manufacturers rep in the Mid-Atlantic. They got Bosch over there, Dahl Valves. You got Arzell Zoning, so if you're a contractor or distributor, go check them out, check the website out. That being said, we do have a guest tonight. It is episode 100, so a little bit special, a little bit special guest tonight. Century Mark. Yeah, we've, I can't believe we've made it this far. We started this in 2020, joking around, drinking, and well, we're still kind of doing the same thing, but it's just uh, 100 in of that. So without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. What's up, trade crew? Like Dennis said, welcome back. Episode 100. Uh, no more double-digit episode numbers. Uh, it's all uh, it's all three digits and up from here. So, exciting times. Thank you to our other Platinum sponsor, One Thing Marketing, for putting together our website and a lot of our marketing materials. We appreciate Brittany and her team so much. And also, please make sure that you go and follow us on social media at Instagram and on TikTok at HVAC.R&D, as well as on LinkedIn, Facebook, and TradeHounds. Please go visit the website HVACRD.com. Check out the Vendor Hub for more information on Keystone Sales. You can find a link to their website for all that awesome information right there, as well as information from One Thing Marketing, BetterHelp, Chirp, and Service Titan. And also, please make sure that you're joining the mailing list. You'll definitely want to be on there once you hear some more information later in this show. But we'll be putting up live training events, information, and then some articles and some other stuff that's coming up with some newsletters starting in July. And any other information, you can catch on the link tree in our bios. And also, listen up later on as we announce episode number one of our top 10 fan favorite countdown as well as some cool giveaway stuff that's coming up so you don't want to miss that however the moment dennis and i have been waiting for since he agreed to join us on this show has finally arrived 
So please welcome the president and CEO of Keystone Sales and Associates, the man that believed in the two of us enough to be our Powered by Platinum sponsor, Mr. Bob De La Sala, to the show. Hey guys, how are you tonight? What's up? How are you, Everything, sir? Man. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, Dennis and Ryan, congratulations, man! One hundredth show. I, I mean, that's amazing. Uh, it is. I'm really, I'm really happy for both of you guys. You know, you guys are like, I mean, pioneers in an, you know, in an industry that was probably reluctant to change and innovation. You guys have carved out a nice little niche here uh, that I think is not only great. Uh, for you and Ryden, but uh, for the industry as a whole, I think it's uh, it's fantastic, and I want to congratulate you guys uh, on your hundredth show. That's a that's a milestone, and I can't tell you how how psyched and how pumped I am to be on the show tonight. Well, and we are extremely grateful that you are here. You know, we are extremely grateful that you were willing to power our show and help make sure we got to episode one hundred. So thank you for your belief in us. And, uh, you know, I guess yeah. it means we got to get to the important part. Well, I was going to say, so like, yeah. you know, everybody, I, I think everybody at this point knows. Um, so yeah, I work for Keystone sales. Like I said, Bob, he's the, he's the boss man over there and probably couldn't work for a better person, you know, but yeah, sponsoring the podcast was huge for us. This is gonna. We got a lot more coming down the road, like he says. We're carving out a little, a little path here. Um, yeah, and hopefully we can. Uh, we got some big things to come. We got, we got AHR coming up. We got a ton of stuff coming up. Like I know the, Chicago is just around the corner already. Yeah, Chicago is gonna be. It's gonna be good up there. Keystone's close to that. Yeah, yep. that's. Chicago's always a great town, long as the weather just doesn't get a little too crazy. <laughs> But Chicago is a great, uh, great town, uh, probably the best, if not the best city to host an event like that. So you've done AHR, right, in Chicago? I've been going to, well, to show you, I mean, I know I look very young, but, um, <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, hey, I want to have a drink of my Angel's Envy to your 100th show. Okay, yeah, let's get it let's, going. Let's right. make sure we get that sip in, okay? Or, That's or true. guzzle, whatever you want to call true. it. That's true. D, what are you drinking? I guess we should all talk so, about what we're drinking, and then we'll cheers. Yeah. Well, Bob's got some Angel's Envy, so that's a nice nice pull for the show. Um, so Bob just got back from a little vacation, so this I had to break this back out. I got a bottle of Appleton Estate 12-year rare-aged Jamaican rum. Whoa. So it's not – and I saw on the bottle here it says Nassau Valley, but it's not Nassau, Bahamas. It is uh, – it's Jamaica, but let me see if I can get – Oh, there we go. Ooh, that um, good. It's a, it's a spiced rum that you can just sip neat. I mean, it's a uh, – Oh, it's stout. I smell it. 
So yeah, I'll be sipping on this. What you got, Ryan? So I have a 24 ounce Belmont special, which in our vernacular, <laughs> that is a uh, that is a crown and ginger with a splash of grenadine. Oh wow! Uh, so a little shaky shake in the the bottle there. So uh, cheers, everybody! Cheers, guys! Yep. Cheers, boys! Oh my god, that's so good! Hey, why why you mentioned the rum? I I, I gotta I gotta throw this out there because. Uh, I actually am an investor in a new rum company. Oh yeah, and I forgot about that. Yeah, and That's it's what uh, we should have drank on the show. Well, yeah, right. I should. We'll do that another time because we're, we're gonna. It, it's actually gonna be launched in the fall, so maybe we can do a show in the fall when we launch it. It's gonna be called Lonzo Rum, L L A N Z O, um, and we're gonna have uh, dark and clear uh, both. This is going to be a high-end rum that uh, is going to knock your socks off. You're just going to put it. It's going to. It is so good. It's you know. I never would say that I was a rum drinker. That you know, you'd put a big ice ball in there and pour some rum in there and drink right. it. Right. That, that don't sound right to me. Yeah, it, it, with rum, because you're always thinking of rum mixing with other stuff. Right. But this rum you put on the rock. Oh. I'm telling you, and we we believe, and that's why we invested in it. Is you know, it's the next bourbon. You know, you know, yep, bourbon had you. its run. You know, you know. So now it it looks like rum is now having this run. So we'll see how it goes. But I had to throw that in there for uh, for my friends over at Lonzo that we've invested in. Well, and if you look at what you start to see all of these bourbons are now going and doing different things which when i finish this i'll i'll drag out what i'm about to talk about but i've got a balvin uh 14 year old aged scotch but it's aged in a rum barrel mm. and it is awesome yeah yeah what about scotch bob you ever got into scotch I, no that's the one thing i've never gotten can't either i haven't yeah I, I, I feel don't, like I, I'm I just drinking the earth, like just dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it like that. It's yeah, just I earthy. Know, I know. Earthy. <laughs> I'm not a gin guy either. No. No, nope, never been gin. a gin person. No, not at all. Our buddy Zach, we've had on the show a couple times, big gin guy. Had, you know, tells me about all these different gins, and I'm like, Zach, I, I just, I'm not following you, man. I don't, I haven't tried any. Um, but no, this this uh, this bottle of rum here, I won at a, I think it was the closest to the pen in one of those tournaments, and it's probably the only rum I've ever had. I can just put it on ice and sip on it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, usually you got to cut those with something. Yeah. You know? All right, so let's yep. uh, let's catch up a little bit. Well, uh, also, hey, also, yeah. I got it, Dennis. I got to yep. mention this. Did you bring anything back from the Bahamas over there? Well, I had a hard time getting her through uh, customs, but um, uh, she did get under the weight limit, so that was good. And uh, she fit in my over, you know, my bag that I put above the uh, seat. So it, oh, it was boy. unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, what? That's flexible. I think I think she's right now cleaning my dishes right now, so we're good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I got I got to mention this. My walk up song, "Real American" with Hulk Hogan. 
Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I grew up in the late seven. You know, I was in my informative years, late seventies, eighties, and wrestling was the bomb, right? Yep. Wrestling, oh, yeah. Wrestling. Hulk Hogan. There was no. There was no better entertainer. No. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And uh, you know, I think about those days. I was went to the very first WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden. Holy cow! Okay, awesome. I remember that. me and you walking in when you when you took me to the hockey game. I remember looking at those on the wall, like right. they had the pictures in there. That's right. I I went to the very first WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden. Hulk Hogan. You want to talk about bringing the house down? He entered that arena. It was bedlam. <laughs> I mean, I got chills up my spine right now just thinking about it. <laughs> it was unbelievable, you know. So I, 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 I couldn't let that go. I had to mention that because, uh, I, you know, when you think about a walk-up song, and I'm trying to think what, you know, would be synonymous with me, and that to me brings it all together especially when you say a real american i like to think i'm a real american right oh yeah well you when you told me you were going to do that i'm like yep that's it that's him <laughs> that's it and you know you were saying we were talking earlier <laughs> we were talking earlier you said uh you know we grew up we grew up in that era and me and my brother like when wrestling came on i mean we destroyed the house Absolutely. Oh, Destroyed the house. Oh, my God. We were <laughs> jumping off the couch. Jump off of, you know? Uh, poor coffee table. I don't know how many of those we went through, you know. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. Hitting somebody with a chair, it's it's no joke. No. We, 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 no. Try, we, we learned the hard way on that a few times. Uh, I don't know I what kind of the chairs first, they had. The first time... <laughs> uh, the first time I had cable in my life, I grew up in the mountains with uh, changing the channel was me going outside and turning the antenna until dad said to stop. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but when I was 12, 13, I think we, we were building a house. So we moved into my dad's old house uh, downtown, which is also his office now. But the dentist in that main living area, which you've seen where we had the like the board up on the wall and everything. That was our den when we lived there when I was younger. And right. I remember we had this old like wood frame TV that still worked. And I remember sitting in there watching wrestling with like all my buddies from middle school. And that was the first time I'd ever really seen any of that. Cause I couldn't see it on ABC or anything else growing up, but that was all of my, I think Hulk Hogan was, mentions. I think Hulk Hogan was my, was, was mine too. And of course I caught the tail end, which was, um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, you know, Randy Savage. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Sting, Randy Savage, Ric Flair. Ric Flair which it was, was Which big. it was like the height of Ric Flair at that time, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. Woo! Uh, <laughs> there it is. Was it? Oh, Hacksaw. He oh, was in Hacksaw, there. yeah. Well, to show you how crazy I was about wrestling, they used to have a TV show, weekly TV show in Stamford, Connecticut at the W. That's when it was called WWF. Yep. Right. right. In Stanford, Connecticut. I went and was in the studio audience of one of their <laughs> shows. That's Me and awesome. a buddy of mine, we were in the audience. That's how fanatical I was. I we went and drove there for like a five o'clock taping. Uh, it took it was an hour show. I think it took about an hour and a half to tape. And on the show that that 
that night was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, Beefcake. Remember him? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, he's, he, I don't know if you remember, he had this, uh, he, I don't know, every once in a while he would pull out this chainsaw, right? He'd pull the chainsaw out and he'd start up a chainsaw. Well, he, on the show, he was right next to me. He pulls the chainsaw, starts the chainsaw, a piece of wood goes flying, hits me right in the eye, right? <laughs> hits me right in the eye. And I'm like, I go, I mean, I bend over. I'm like, holy cow. And I was like, so the first thing that was coming to my head was, I'm going to own the WWF. <laughs> the first thing that was getting going into my brain, I am going to own this place, you know? And boy, they went to a commercial and, you know, everybody came out of the woodwork wanted to make sure I was okay. And, you know, they, you know, I got T-shirts, I got dolls, I got you name it. I got everything in a bag because, I mean, they gave me tickets to the next, uh, I don't know, I forget back then. I think it was Tuesday and Friday or Saturday. I got tickets to shows because, boy, they didn't want me to sue them. I can tell you that right now. I was going to say, back then, they just they start handing you free stuff and you're like, all right, okay. I mean, we're good. We're good with that. Yeah, we're good. That's great. I got the Hulk Hogan doll. I'm good. No, nowadays you literally would own it. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Just give me a doll and some t shirt. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I went to a couple. You know, we had some, uh, we had a local place. I went to a couple WWFs. I was, God, I was probably 10 or so. We had our poster boards, you know, trying to get on TV. And, uh, it's weird. It's like wrestling never stopped and it got really big. But in my mind, after I got out of it, it's like it just ended in my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like after yeah. those, there was so much stuff that changed. And I know, I mean, I know it never stopped, but it's weird how it's just like, yeah, you just, you know, you move on and it's just like it ended. But it's I still huge. Imagine, I couldn't imagine trying to catch up on the storylines if, we just randomly decided to watch one now. No, you can't. You I got a so lost. Yeah, so it wouldn't, lost. Take, it wouldn't take you long though if you if you, if you <laughs> no. watched it for a couple of weeks. It wouldn't take because listen, they, about they a week. Recycle stuff, you know. They definitely recycle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. right. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, it'd take you about a week, and you'd be all gone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You'll be back throwing figure four leg locks and jumping off the ropes. Everything's oh man. Yeah, it's God, all every Turned all the funny. furniture was was <laughs> struggling in the house because my brother was about seven years older. So, um, oh wow, he just had his way with me at that during wrestling time. But he just threw you through the table. Nothing <laughs> worse than a headlock, man. You can't. How many sleeper holes were you put in? Oh yeah, well yeah, you, I would fake go to sleep just so he'd try, you know he'd let me go, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, so fun. Great memories. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into, I mean, um, we can catch up a little bit. What have you been uh, working on? I know you've had a you've had a couple, well, you've been on one little vacation here recently, but. Yeah. Yeah. A little, it took a little time off. Finally took the whole family. Um, I've been wanting to do this for the last couple of years. And obviously with COVID and stuff, it didn't work out. Now seemed to be the good time to, to do that, you know, and uh, we, took the family to Atlantis for uh, five days and uh, we had a great time. It was just, so you stayed in Atlantis. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. At Atlantis. Yeah. Nice. Did you get the bridge suite? No, yeah. no. That, Michael Jack- the Michael Jackson suite. Yeah. <laughs> in the night or something like that. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah. It's either that or keep spending the money for sponsorship for for the show. I, I, <laughs> Thank, I, you. I, Thank, I, you. Thank you for taking one for the team. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, let me tell you something. They're not shy about charging money down there. I can tell you that right now. I'm sure no. they're not. It's, I mean, it's a great place. It's a great place to take kids and stuff like that. Uh, so much I mean, stuff to beautiful. do on the property, yeah. but and it's beautiful. But boy, they they aren't bashful to charge you. Boy, they charge you every which way you want to go. <laughs> Hamburger, fifteen dollars. French fries, eight dollars. Milkshake, twelve dollars. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. crazy, crazy. Now just put it on your room, and they love it. Just put it on your room. And you get the bill at the end, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, there's no way I spent that. No. Yeah, it's well, you got to watch the putting it on the room. I'm not a fan of that. Well, they make it so easy, and you're and you're and then you know they put an automatic gratuity on there, and then oh by the way, if you want to put a little more on there, you can put more on there, and it's like my kids are like big tippers when they're tipping with my money, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh yeah. So, but it was good. It was good. So, yeah. So that that was, and I usually because I'm a Jersey guy, even though I live in Pennsylvania now. I was born and raised in New Jersey, so I'm a Jersey Shore guy. So okay. I typically go down the Jersey Shore for a week or two later in the summer. Typically go in August because the water temperature is much better later right. in the year. Yeah, had time to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it's probably still dragging right now. This weather is not for our industry. Everybody on this show. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, it's we haven't had that warm spell yet. You know, we really, I think, well, what was it last week or so? We had like a, no, maybe it was two weeks ago. We had one 90 degree day. Yep. I yep. think it was. Yeah, two that's weeks not going to cut it. Yeah. It was like yeah, 95 for a day and then went back to, hell, yeah, it, was it was like, like 60 degrees that Yeah, it was night. crazy it like how it dropped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was talking to, I was talking to a contractor today about that. He's a small guy and he's like, man, this weather really makes me it's it's a mental game you know he's an owner operator and he's like is it me like am i the only one slow you know you always think that yep and you go in the supply house you see a guy picking up stuff and you're like hey man you've been busy and the guy's like yeah man we've been crushing it then you're out in the van like oh man it's it's, it is just me you know it's such a mental (laughs) the weather but I think everybody has been slow. I mean, I'm I'm in Charleston in the middle of June, and I got a training class in the morning. That that's not normal. No, no it's I mean, not it, at all. I mean, I, I I'm still training in June. I ain't never I've never done that. Right. So it's a little. I mean, I'll train all year if people want, but it just it don't usually happen. May is usually the end of that, and then you know it's here it's here and there, but. Yeah, and these are the times where, quite frankly, you know, you gotta you gotta be out looking for other opportunities because, you know, sometimes some of these things happen that's out of your control, you know. So you got to take control and try to make other opportunities. I I, I had a a guy had a great statement back during the recession in um, two thousand eight. Yep, and um, he said. Um, uh, we're not, you know, we're not going to participate in the recession, you know? So he basically said to his team and his staff that I don't want to have, we're not going to use that as, as an excuse. Let's go out there and turn over some more rocks, do some other things, be innovative, come up with new ideas and stuff like that and try to 
try to create some other opportunities. So, I mean, as you just said, Dennis, you know, sometimes it's it's just mental, right? Oh, it is for sure. And so you got to make you got to make some changes uh, to hopefully change that that feeling that you have, you know. So, um, and this is one of those one of those times because listen, I've been in this industry thirty going on thirty six years. Okay. And weather has, weather causes a factor on when you're dealing with heating and air conditioning products. I don't care what you say. You can say all you want. You it has an product. impact. <laughs> it has an impact. Okay. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay. Because if it's not real hot and that compressor's not coming on and, and staying on for long, it's not popping. Okay. If it's right. old, it's not pot. It may be, it'll, it'll chug along and be fine. You know, if it's only going on and off a little bit here and there, but when it gets brutally hot and that thing's got to hustle, <laughs> stuff's going to break. When right. it's not like that, not going to break. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we're, and we, when I was on the contractor side, when we, when I looked outside, when I was in the field and I looked outside at nine o'clock at night and my air conditioner was running, it's on. Mm -hmm. Here we yep. go. We haven't had that yet. And no, I mean, in no. the South, when you look outside and it's running at night, nine, 10 o'clock at night, tomorrow's going to be a long day. I'm just, yes. that is the, I swear that happens every time. If, uh, you know, you get home and, and your thermostat, it's, it's, you get up in the morning, it's one degree lower than what it's set on just naturally. You're not, it, it's going to be a slow day. Which is yep. what it is. So that's where we're at right now. It's 50, 60s at night. That's not going to. Yep. So supposedly we're supposed to hit some upper 80s the next couple of days. We'll see. I know, uh, I know I'm running into some other markets the next two days. I'm curious if there's going to be some weather up in Raleigh and some other places, but it's just, man, it's been a weird start. No, I mean, it was a high of, the whole you know, been a weird start. Yeah. It's a high of 82 today in, in Charleston. I mean, I'm at yeah. the coast south. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of June. Yeah. We yeah, really didn't have June. a winter either, or at least no. up in the Northeast, you know. No, we, we, didn't, we didn't either. <laughs> Crazy. So what do you see in on the, uh, you know, do you feel like plumbing, plumbing has a has a time or no? Well, that's well, that's what's great about you know our agency. You know, having you know, it's like having your own personal financial portfolio. You got to have a cross mix of stuff because when one is up, the other one may be down, right? Right. You know, one of the things on the plumbing side, plumbing is an all year round. Okay, Sam. Yep. Now. Obviously, with new construction and, and, and the weather, if the weather's good, there's going to be a lot more maybe underground and plumbing work and stuff like that, you know, depending on what market you're in. I mean, obviously, in the Carolinas, you know, you can work all year round. Okay. Now, in, in PA, in New Jersey, Delaware, you'll get snow and you could, you know, you can get, you know, in the teens for a week or two, you know, nobody's working outside. Nobody's digging any trenches or anything like that so right uh, but um, you know during this time you know plumbing we we have that ability to get some business on the plumbing side if the ac isn't taken off right away in the spring you know so that's what's nice about 
you know, having a diversity of lines and manufacturers that we represent on the plumbing side and on the AC and heating side. So that kind of gives us a balance, which is great. Well, well and as you start, yeah, I was I was gonna say, say, we got to get into say that. Um, one of the things that we try to talk about on the show, because we look at it from a different perspective since Dennis and I both have been, we've both been in the contracting side. We've both been in distribution. You know, now Dennis is on manufacturer's reps side. But one of the things, there's not a lot of other shows that look at it from the, the point of view that that the group of us do it. And one question that we run into constantly and even still to this day is a lot of people don't understand what a manufacturer's rep is, how you become one, what it involves, and kind of as we get into some of this, before we kind of start asking questions, I wanted to say, do you, Bob, do you kind of just want to give a you know, minute or two of just, this is what a manufacturer's rep is, this is what we do, and then we'll kind of start getting into sure. backstory and everything else. Yeah, yeah, they don't just sponsor podcasts. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, not not that at all. That ain't gonna pay the bills. <laughs> no, and you know, if if I can say on on the podcast, you know, Keystone Sales is you know is in its fiftieth year of existence. Actually, in September will be the official fifty years of it in existence. Now, my predecessor Joe Bizignero started the company in nineteen seventy three under a, a different name, but he had it and ran it all the way up until. Uh, I purchased the company from him in uh, 2005, and I and I changed the name at that point uh, to Keystone Sales and Associates. But we're we're a derivative. We're we're from Joe, and from when he started this company, uh, I've never said that you know uh, Keystone Sales started in 2005. Maybe as far as corporately it did, right? But we're we're just a succession of EIA Energy Industrial Associates that was started in 1973. So it goes to show you that there's longevity in the rep business. Okay. And, and, and basically what the rep is in the, in the marketplace is the uh, independent business leader in a given market that has business relationships with all the major players and uh, silos in that market. For example, we you know we have relationships with contractors. We have relationships with mechanical contractors, plumbing contractors. We have relationships with wholesalers. We have re, uh, relationships with architects, engineers, building owners, institutional, you name it. So where where a manufacturer instead of hiring and employing uh, people, their own people in a market, they hire us. Because we have more arms and legs out on the street with years of relationships and experiences that they can get overnight. Okay. Right. I never really thought of it like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. You know, they, you know, and, and if they were to put somebody out in the field, it'd take them decades to, to get the relationships and, 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 and know all the players as well as we do who have been around for so long. And so, Basically, we're in a two-step distribution model. So you have the the manufacturer sells to the wholesaler, the wholesaler sells to the contractor, and the contractor sells to the end user. And in that line there, I didn't mention a manufacturer rep. Well, because there's kind of a side arrow. 
from the wholesaler, from the manufacturer down to the wholesaler, some manufacturers have their own individual sales guys that will make that contact or that connection. We're off to the side because we're a independent business. They contract us. We have a contract. Okay. And we then put all those people in that silo. We know all those people and we put all those people together. Okay. So we're not only selling to the wholesaler, we're also calling on contractors. We're also calling on architects. We're also calling on engineers, building owners and institutions that for their own people to do, they need a lot of them on the road to, to, to hit all those people and all those segments that I just said. And that, that costs a lot of money where in most cases, you know, in most cases we're a, um, a, a specific cost to the manufacturer. So when they're costing and, and how they're putting, bringing something out to the market and what it's going to cost and what they should sell it for, we're a constant cost. We could be a 5% commission rep. We can be a 4% commission rep. We can be a 7% commission, whatever the product category it is, uh, depending on the manufacturer and how, you know, how elaborate the product is or how motivated they are to get moving that product in the market will depend on that sliding scale on that commission. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, one of the things you find for, with these manufacturers is HR is a nightmare, right? You hire a guy who's working for you for five or six years. It's, you know, and then the guy gets older. It's, it's hard to get rid of a guy, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you it's know, harder paying, and harder nowadays. Yeah. You're, you're, you're paying his salary. You're paying his, his benefits, his 401k is, you know, all that kind of stuff is, is expense report, his car. Whereas, they not come in and say, hey, Bob, we're going to come into your territory. We're going to give you our line. We know we have a 5% cost, okay? That's all it's going to cost us. And you got enough people out on the road, and you know all the players. Katie, bar the doors and sell as much as you want. Yeah, I never okay. thought about the experience level either, right? Like, they – yeah. Uh, you take a you take a manufacturer and they want to they want to go to market with something. They hire some kid out of school. Nothing wrong with that. No. Um, then he's got to go in these distributors and they're going to be like, you know, who 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 are you? Well, you know, I'm here. Uh, you got to bring this product in. Well, why should I do that? Like, why? Who are you? You know. Yeah, it takes or, years. You, you know, you bring in a manufacturer's rep and they've done walk through that door a million times already. They know contractors they know you know you brought me in i got a lot of contractor uh connections and same thing so yeah i never yeah. really thought of it like that it's uh well and now when, when do you see i was gonna say when do you see manufacturers do you see them when they when they not when they when they don't need a manufacturer's rep is it because they do they just hire more or do they feel like their product is out there selling itself now or how, when do you see that well it's, um, you know, <laughs> because I've been doing this so long, you see all different things. I'll give you an example, okay? Whenever a new VP of sales comes in for a manufacturer, you know, he, he may want to come in and do something different, right? Yep. Yep. And, and, um, and you've had manufacturers rep for years and, and he comes in and, and he sells the company that, hey, we can do this a lot. He sees what the commissions are being paid out there, and he says, "Hey, man, we can do this cheaper. You know, we can we can save a lot of money. We put a higher own factory. We'll have total control." And da 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 da. 
And uh, some of these guys just make haphazard decisions like that, right? I'll, I'll give you a great example. My predecessor, Joe Bisignero, was the second appointed rep for Grunfoss in the United States in 1973. Wow. Okay. He had, he had the line until 2001 when a new president came in and took over the 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 presidency and decided you know what we're gonna we're gonna hire our own factory guys and we're gonna start getting rid of reps throughout the country okay because he thought that was a better way to go about it now the, all the other pump manufacturers all were going through manufacturers reps and they've been going through manufacturers reps forever okay and they decided to make that change well, they made that change, and we were one of the one of the guys that you know obviously got hurt. And um, wouldn't you know, five years later, that president is gone. A new guy comes in, and they go back to manufacturing reps again. <laughs> okay. Well, and we saw. Yeah, it well because it's time tested, and most manufacturers understand the value of the rep because most most reps have 30, 60 day contracts. The most I've seen is 90 days, okay? So if a manufacturer rep's not doing a good job, you, you cut them loose and then you just go get another one. Right. You know? Um, so it's, 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 it's so much easier and it's a fixed cost. So you know when you're dealing with a rep, you got a fixed cost. So, and, and one of the things I, I think we, we spoke about this offline was, you know, sometimes there's, there's some jealousy when manufacturers see a rep making a lot of money, right? Right. Okay. And so like, oh man, that guy's getting paid a lot of money. Well, it's not like you're giving it to us. We've earned it. Okay. We're out there working the territory and we've earned it. Now yeah, you're fulfilling your contract as yeah. stated. Yeah, exactly. And if, if, if I'm earning 5%, okay, what are you earning? Right. A manufacturer's average gross margin is probably anywhere from 30 to 40%. Okay? So so if I'm making 5% and you're making 30 to 40% somewhere in there, what do you care? Yeah, right? we see that we see that on the contractor side too where you know, I've I've worked with guys we're working for a company they 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 get a ticket one day and they see what they're like, man, you know, this, this equipment we bought today, we, we only paid like two grand for it. We charged them. We charged this homeowner 10 grand. Like I got to get my license, man. He's profiting, you know, eight grand. Yep. Cause then they get a van and then is. they get insurance <laughs> and then they get this and that. And they're like, man, I'm barely profiting a thousand dollars on this job. Like where did all that go? You know, it's the same yep. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, I mean, that fixed cost. So, I mean, I guess that's the only time you really see that. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's happened. And I'm sure it'll happen in the future. You know, I mean, I will tell you, any rep who's worth his salt has all gone through it. There's not right. one rep that you'll find out there that hasn't, something like that hasn't happened to them. And it's Well, we've been saying too, you know, we I, I do a lot of these trainings and I talk about, the manufacturer's rep because I still run across a lot of guys when I'm training that don't get the connection there. Yeah. When I was in the field, I had no idea what, 
you know, you just don't hear that brought up. Well, no, yeah, you don't. Never. No, you and, don't. And, and what we do at Keystone and with guys like you is we're bringing a value added to the marketplace. Okay. Right. And that's what we bring. Okay. I'm investing as I'm making more money. I'm investing in the territories, investing with, in people. And, uh, you know, we're, we're bringing value added to the marketplace. That's why we opened up a training center in the Carolinas now, besides the one that we have Keystone university in, in Pennsylvania, you know, and you're out on the road training and, you know, we're investing a lot of money and we're bringing value added to the territory and we're the experts. You know, we become the experts. And the other thing is that I tell a lot of our customers, the contractors and the uh, wholesalers that one of the things you'll know about, we're the, we're the constant. Okay. We're always going to be there. Some of these sales managers or regional sales managers come and go, right? Yep. They come and go. These they distributor be there sales five, guys. Yeah. They yeah. Be, Ride, the ridings <laughs> of the world. Maybe. They come and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's, and, and quite frankly, that's very comfort, comforting to these guys. They know that they can call us and we're going to respond. And there's nothing more value to our manufacturers than knowing that our customers know that we're going to be there representing their line and taking care of them. I will say, I want to point out something too. And when I was on the distribution side, when I was a tech support for a brand at a distributor, the biggest thing that was the biggest no-no was like, do not, you do not talk to homeowners. You know, that's, that's the contractor. He's got to talk to the homeowner, you know, when there's a problem or something. But yep. since I've came over, over here, you know, a homeowner is looking up a brand, you know, let's say it, let's say it is Bosch and they, they, they stumble across a number. They usually will stumble across Keystone's number. They'll call the shop. I'll get a phone call from the homeowner. It's like, yeah, so-and-so from Keystone told me to call you. And then I'm just helping the homeowner out on the phone. Like, uh, it's just, it's just different. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. um, well, and that's also because of the internet, because, People are <laughs> right. looking up stuff, and 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 that's how they get to us, right? Because it says who's the local rep, da 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 da, and 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 that's how they con. I mean, we all know the consumer is much more educated today than they were twenty years ago. Oh yeah, they're digging. Yeah, they're yeah. definitely digging. Which yeah. I don't mind that, right? No, no, they, not uh, at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because they they hit a wall somewhere on the phone, and and then now they got me, and and sure. Uh, if they're, if I'm in their market, I can, you know, say, Hey, you can, uh, you know, you either got to call a contractor or I could help you, you know, but yeah, it's interesting how it just, uh, we're kind of connected to all that. Yep. Know? Yep. So and let's, we, uh, we got We got to get into your, like your story though. Like you got, yes. you got kind of a, <laughs> so, so yeah, as we get into that, I wanted to kind of, you know, Bob talked about a lot of it. And some of that too, but I wanted to read a quote of his that's that's on Keystone's website. That leadership is more than just a word; it's a daily example one exhibits, even when they don't know others are watching. So I think a lot of that plays into your discussion about longevity and people being comfortable with you as a representative of the manufacturer. And I kind of want to take that quote and let's talk about your backstory and then get back into it as people kind of see how your career progressed. So how did, how did you end up in 
yeah. in this industry. Wholesale distribution well, he used to, this he used to be in a general football player, but uh, yeah. So start, yeah, start there. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you. I, I I didn't really know I was starting. I worked my very first job. I was so excited. I got a job at the local hardware store. Okay. okay. And the local hardware sold, didn't sell heating and air conditioners, but sold plumbing. Okay. And so that's where I got started in the, in the plumbing side. I'll never, I'll never forget this as long as I live. So one of the things that my boss always told me is like, Hey, listen, anybody comes in for a half inch or a three quarter inch copper tubing and straight lengths, you can only sell it in 20 foot lengths. We don't cut. We do not cut. <laughs> okay. He, if for he how said big me, the truck is. Or okay. He, 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 if he said it to me once, he said it to me a hundred times. So I'm, I'm, I may have been only there a month and this guy comes in and he's hounding me for 10 feet. He is hounding me for 10 and he won't take no for an answer. And I don't know what to do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm literally just graduated from high school. And so now I, uh, I walk into the back of the warehouse and walk back to get to my boss to tell him what the hell's going on and what I should do and stuff. And I go back there in a warehouse and I see my boss and I said, Jerry, this asshole in the back is in the front there. He's, he wants 10 feet. And I tell him, no, no, no. He's constantly asking me. He's a pain in the ass. And now I'm looking at my boss and he's looking at me with this like scared look in his eyes. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I turn around. The guy's following me from the front <laughs> into the warehouse. Okay. And I turn around and see him. I said, oh, yeah, and this guy, this nice guy here wants the other half. <laughs> oh, that God. was my first skill in, in sales one-on-one. Yeah, this shit. nice guy here wants the other half. Yeah, this <laughs> wants the other 10 feet. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah, so that was my uh, that was my first uh, first experience in the plumbing business. But you know, after um, after I uh, uh, graduated uh, high school, I went on to college. I played football in college, and um, I spent a couple years uh, after I graduated trying to make an NFL or a Canadian Football League team, and uh, obviously that didn't work out. But I gave it a good shot. It was uh, what if there was the USFL. Well, the USL, USFL was going on at the time. Oh, that's right. Oh, it did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a reboot. Yeah. Oh, it was actually, I tried to watch it the other night. I think it might have just, you know, I take that back. I take that back. The USFL just, it just disbanded. It closed. And the reason why I know that is because Herschel Walker out of college went to the New Jersey Generals. Remember that? Okay. Okay. Yep. Out of college. Well, maybe you don't remember. <laughs> Might be before. No. But anyway, he went to the Jersey Generals in the USFL. Donald Trump was the owner of the Ju- U- uh, the Jersey Generals at the time, which is kind of interesting. But anyway, so in 1987, I got called in and I and I got into the Dallas Cowboys training camp in, in the summer of 1987. And who was there? Herschel Walker. Wow. Okay. So I'm on. I'm there. I'm trying out at linebacker, and I got Randy White, Ed Two Tall Jones. You know, I'm I'm in a scrimmage. <laughs> I'm in a scrimmage tapping, tapping the manster. You know, his butt right. to move over because he's in the wrong spot. I'm here. I'm a knucklehead from New Jersey tapping an All Pro, All World <laughs> defensive tackle. I'm telling him to move over. You're in the wrong spot. You know? <laughs> and then Herschel Walker comes through the line. And I got to tackle him. I mean, you want to talk about a freak. This guy was <laughs> unbelievable. 
He was a freak of nature. You know, he was unbelievable. So that was that was a neat uh, neat experience I had uh, uh, at that time. And then, you know, I uh, obviously didn't make it, so I got went into the uh, work world. And my, my actually my first job was with a payroll express company. You guys will love this. I, it, we sold on-site payroll distribution, which means we brought cash to companies' premises. I was going to say, what is on-site? I, I feel like we need to get back into that. That's yeah. Cool. We we <laughs> yeah we cashed people's paychecks. We brought cash to the company's premises and cashed their pe- people's payroll checks on premise. Because huh. back then, people pe- people didn't have bank accounts. Okay, I guess that's and, true. You're right. Yeah, people didn't have bank accounts. And there was a law in New Jersey, in the tri-state area, New Jersey, Connecticut, and uh, New York, that you had on payday, which back then everybody got paid every Friday, you had to give your employees 30 minutes on payday to go cash their check. Okay? Yeah, I remember working for a guy who was on Thursday, and we were like, oh, we got to leave early. We got to go to the bank. Yeah, yeah. And the banks hated cashing those checks. It was costing them money, and they were charging the companies like $3.00 a check to cash people's checks that didn't have an account at the bank. So we would come in, we would come in, I would, I was selling the service. We, you know, I was selling the service. We would come in with a boatload of cash and we could, and our, our, our famous saying was we could cash 300 checks in 22 minutes. And that's true because we'd have a casher and a coiner. And the cash, <laughs> yeah, literally, he, he'd be responsible for giving out the the coin in the in the check and the cash. We'd have fast packs, so if it was five hundred and sixty two dollars, he'd pick a two uh, a five hundred pack. He picked you know two ten a thirty dollar pack. You know, we had all different types of packs, and boom, we'd be can't we we can run through two hundred some odd checks, three hundred checks in twenty two minutes, and then we would charge the company a buck and a quarter, a buck thirty five. So the and so the save, packs, him, save him a bit. The only problem was, guys, uh, the sales guys also had to perform the service on Fridays because that was a busy day, right? Because everybody's getting paid. So right. here I am in an armored van with $4 million in cash in the back of the van. I got to get a gun. I got to get a gun print. I'm carrying a 45 on the holster with $4 million of cash in the back of the van. Okay? So I'll never forget no. that. It was, it, it, I can't tell you how many nights I would stay up awake saying, okay, how can I just steal one of these vans with $4 million? <laughs> and go away yeah, you just keep driving. Time. I'd never see my family again. I wouldn't see this again. I'd have to, how quickly could I get to the border? You know, all the, you know, right. all the crazy stuff that you could imagine, right? And then that Drive one- straight to Mexico yeah, next morning. That one day, that one day <laughs> that changed everything. I'm coming back out of New York City coming over the uh, Pulaski Skyway in New Jersey. That's the skyway that if you watch The Sopranos, when Tony Soprano comes out of New York, he drives across the Pulaski Skyway. Yep. That's one of the opening uh, scenes of The of, uh, Sopranos. But anyway, uh, um, we got I got a call on the radio that uh, Truck 46 was gunned down. Truck 46 was gunned down. We need you to go back to Battery Park and pick up the, the bag that's a $30,000 bag that was still in the left in the vehicle. Well, we get there, the three man crew, two of them were dead. And the third guy, the third guy got shot in the leg. Okay. And so now I'm like saying, listen, this is all fun. And, (laughs) you know, but I don't want to get killed. You know? And the 
And the problem is the two guys that are in my crew, I don't know them that well, right? I don't know. They could be setting me up for the next drop because there's only two people that knew, you know, what was going on. It was me, the driver, and the guy at, at base. We, we wouldn't go to the same place at the same times. We, we'd rotate. We'd have a plan, and then we'd change it in the middle because we never want anybody to know where we were going to be, you know, yeah. for three reasons. So that's why I that's kind of why I left that business because I didn't want to get shot at or killed by somebody sitting next to me in the passengers. He didn't know we were going to set me up for the next drop, you know. Wow, what a crazy it job! Was, it, was, it, was, it was crazy but exciting. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy, but it, it, it's exciting. So anyway, so I, I left that job and I was out playing golf at a local municipal golf course. I met a guy in my foursome, and he was a guy that uh, was a recruiter. And he said, hey, what are you doing? I said, actually, I just le- I just quit a job, and I'm looking for a sales job, da-da-da-da-da. And he said, hey, we got a uh, we got a um, inside sales coordinator for a company called A.O. Smith Water Products Company uh, that's looking for an inside sales coordinator to then go out in the field. And so I Do I have to carry it. a 45? Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. And then now, was this going to work? Was this guy that was the recruiter? Was he recruiting for AO Smith? Yes, completely. Yes. Or as okay, I was going to yeah, say, he, yeah, he was just not a recruiter for. He was a rec- a private company. Gotcha. He had his own company, and and they they hired him to to try to get somebody to fill the position. Okay, so that's so I I that's I went now to me the- and now me and Bob have said this before, and I. Business can still be made on a golf course. Absolutely. I think we, um, I've talked to some people over the years that say, ah, nah, you know, that's, that's just BS. I, I, I disagree with that. No, I still think it's that kind of game. Yeah. It's building, you're building really, you know, listen, it's, it's still a people's business, right? And, you know, you're doing business with somebody and you want to, you want to have a relationship. You want to know a little bit more about them. And, and golf is a great way to do that. And and there's other things, too. Guys, I mean, we've taken guys clay shooting, right? Guys right. like to do other guys. That's no different than than golf, right? I, I mean, I've taken guys to uh, clay pigeon shooting ranges where it's like you get golf carts and they have 18 stations. Instead of 18 holes of golf, you're playing 18 holes of shooting. Mm. That's kind you of know? cool. I yeah. Yeah. I so, I mean, all different types of ways to shoot clay pigeons and stuff. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a people's business. It's a relationship business. And, uh, and, and golf is, is one of those things. It happens, you know, in our industry, there's a lot more golfers than there are probably shooters. Maybe not so much. Eh, there's a lot of shooters still, too. Yeah. But, and then there's also guys that we take fishing, too. Don't forget the fishermen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just another great way of socializing, getting to know your customers and and building relationships so that because listen, there's always going to be some tough times, right? And there's always going to be some things that are going to get a little uncomfortable. And if you have a relationship with these people, you know, it'll get handled differently. You know, right? Guys will hang with you. I'm in the middle of of a relationship uh, saved headache right now as i'm you know having just moved different distributors it's you know as you move business you know relationships are saving some of the uh the screw-ups and the kerfuffles of the first few uh months of people changing over and getting used to a different place or doing business and yeah you know i'm constantly 
Yeah, yeah it's you, a change you, of habit and constantly learning, you know, who do you deal with from different manufacturers you haven't, you know, ordered from before. So you've got to kind of set expectations, learn expectations of what to even set as far as how long it takes to get stuff. So I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, it's, it's not, a, you know, it's, it's not a glamorous business. Young kids aren't flocking to our industry, but you know, as I, anyone I have a chance to talk to a young person I tell them, look at all these buildings, look at all these homes. That's an annuity, okay? Because all these places need to replace things. Things break, okay? And the other thing, as I tell them, is the population growth in the United States isn't going down. No. The only time we need to worry in this industry is if the population growth starts going down. Then I would be a little worried. But other than that, all these new buildings, everything going up is just another annuity. And it's just another opportunity for a future sale. And it's a great industry. There's great people in it. And, you know, part of our job and, I, and you know, as the seniors in this industry is we got to come up with a way to attract younger talent. And that's one of my things that, uh, you know, I'm doing right now, too, is I'm, you know, we have some older uh, employees and that we got to, that are going to be retiring out. And so now I'm looking at hiring younger, I got to hire younger people to get involved in the industry. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to sell them on what this industry is all about, you know, and quite honestly, it's, um, it's an industry that you can have a longevity and ha- always have a job. Yep. Okay? Yeah. I mean, it's when I started at Keystone and we had our first you know, when I went to the first Christmas party, I'm looking at these guys in there, you know, nothing on them, but I, there's nothing better than starting to, you know, work for a company and everybody in there's pushing 80. <laughs> and that's a good sign, right? I mean, I know yeah. you're thinking, geez, I got to, you know, we got to get some people in here, but 60s, 70s, and 80s, these guys are, and they're just happy as a lark, like just yeah. hanging out. And I'm like, you know, of course, Bob's like, you know, hey, we got to make a move here. What are we doing? But yeah, I like to see that. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know well, what I mean? That's good to see. Yeah. You, and there's so much so much you can learn from these guys because they've seen so much, you know. And, right. uh, and no, that's it's hard where, to replace that, man. It's it hard. is. It is. It really is. I mean, I, I'm waiting for with, you know, AI and all this technology that we can't put a chip in somebody's brain and just copy it. Oh, it's coming. I'm sure. Yeah. I saw a, I saw an article earlier that it said in the in the next twenty years, artificial intelligence will be one of the craziest hurdles that heating and air conditioning has to deal with unexpectedly because of the, they just think it's going to take over so many different things and try to eliminate humans as well, much as a lot of people can. And they're really, already doing that. Yeah, we already have some really, really, really good software mm-hmm. that makes our home comfortable i mean it's it's on up there yep i mean it's it's still just taking hard numbers and measurements and and changing stuff you know some of the some of the base stuff hasn't changed but that software that's driving some of these products is it's pretty impressive um all right so we've we've made it up to 1988 yeah, yeah what was your handicap at that time Bob? <laughs> what was your handicap <laughs> 
had to be it had to be double digits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and then uh, you know, obviously, I um, uh, in 1996 was the Great Massacre where A.O. Smith decided to get away from uh, factory guys and went to the reps, and that's how I got in the that's how I got in the rep business in 1996. Okay. And mm. that's when I went to go work for Joe Bizignero, uh from the previous company, EIA Energy Industrial Associates. And he brought me in as his uh, sales manager because he was heavily heating and air conditioning. He had no plumbing in his portfolio. So he brought me in to, 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 get, um, to be a sales manager and also to bring in plumbing lines into, you know, kind of balance our portfolio. Uh, and one of the deals was with him is that after a certain period of time that I would be his succession plan. And, um, and that happened in, uh, in, in 2005. And that was a great, one of the greatest opportunities I ever had. And, uh, and, uh, Dennis has met him, you know, he, he comes to my Christmas party every year because yep. I honor him because my, my life would be totally different if it wasn't for him. And, uh, it's been a, it's been a, a great journey. So this is I'm start. I'm, we're in our. I'm in my 18th year owning the business, and in that 18 years, um, we went from eight employees now up to 21. We covered uh, when I first bought the co- company. We were a typical tri-state rep in in central eastern Pennsylvania, southern Jersey, and northern Delaware. That was our entire territory. Now we cover all of New Jersey, half of PA, all of Delaware, all of Maryland, all of DC, Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Uh, and that's that was done through um, a couple of acquisitions. You I was going to say you're going to talk a little bit about that about yeah, bringing in. Yeah, guys. we acquired a couple of, uh, bought a couple of agencies in, in that time period, and obviously the big one was when I bought uh, Primary Sales, which was the Baderis at the time rep, which then got bought out by Bosch. And actually Bosch owned it at the time when I, when I bought that agency and merged them in. And one of the reasons why I made that purchase was because of Bosch and knew, knowing that Bosch was one of those companies that was not going to sit still. Okay. There well, was I think be- that's interesting because, like I said, when yeah. you when you when you got into that, that you, you knew the brand was big, right? But as far as their products, you you wasn't really sure what was about to happen, right? Well, no. At the time, at the time, all Bosch just bought Bedera, so and all we had were uh, was heating products. Was the was the boilers, the the tankless water heaters, the indirect fired waters, the oil fired boilers. There was no, we had no air conditioning. There were, we, we had none of that. It wasn't until a couple of years later that uh, Bosch bought FHP in Fort Lauderdale, which launched them into the geothermal water source heat pump business. Okay. okay. And then they took that and expanded. Yeah. And the heat pump. And, you know, you got to remember they're, they're a German company, European. So they were, they're ahead of this head of the game in, as, as it relates to heat pumps, right? Yep. Right. They were starting with heat pumps over in Europe before we were. Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of people forget that. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, 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 and you guys know too, 
our heat pumps here that were manu- that were ma- first manufactured and when even up to as much as before inverter technology came into existence, our heat pumps were terrible, right? Yeah. I mean, well, you couldn't sell a heat pump to most people. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, well, it, it, the problem was in certain markets, that's all they could put in was a heat pump because the electric companies came in and when these builders were developing these mm-hmm. uh, these sites, they were coming in and handing out cash to them to make everything electric. They're getting right. eight to $10,000 a home if they put in all electric homes. Man, that doesn't sound anything like what's happening again, does it? <laughs> oh, it <laughs> is. is. Yeah, the only difference uh, is yeah. the only difference is it, it wasn't taxpayer dollars. Now it's taxpayer dollars, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's a little it's a little little different. But you know, heat pumps back then because I remember my first house that I bought in Pennsylvania had a heat pump in it, and the air temperature coming out of the registers was like 92 degrees. Oh, that was a, yeah, that was pretty good for that. Yeah, yeah. just think about it. Your body temperature is higher. No, it, feels like, it feels like a night, it feels like a desk fan blowing on yeah. you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden, you know, now with inverter technology and the tech, you got temperatures, look at our Bosch unit comes out with 100, I think the highest is 107 degrees. Yeah, it can pump out a little more, you know, depending yeah. on what's going yeah. on. But you know, and so now, not only is it efficient, you also feel comfortable, right? You know, so it's uh, it's crazy. So they, you know, obviously, when when they bought Florida Heat Pump, we had no idea where they were going with that. But as I said to you, when I bought the agency emergency, I just Bosch, I knew that this company is not going to sit still, and they're going and they're going to grow and they are, and they're going to continue to grow, you know? So was yeah, we have, I have a good, I have a fun time. Um, I, I get into these trainings, training on this product. Cause it's a, it's an impressive product to me on the technical side. So I, uh, I have, I have a fun time training. I like to see the light bulbs on these guys, you know, head when I'm talking about certain things. Cause they do get, you know, this new Bosch product, it's got some niches. It's got its little things that's different. Um, I was going to say, what was it like selling when you started with them? What was it like selling heating and air products like in the 90s? What is, was it as easy as I feel like it would be? <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, there wasn't a whole yeah. lot going on. Was it? Well, I, I, in the 90s, I, 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 you know, obviously I, I, I wasn't representing Bosch, and Bosch didn't even have heating. Well, no, I mean, just, you know, you said- In general, I did have, I represented another brand uh, back then, and, um, you know- Was there more loyalty on the contract? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you had him, you had him, right? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Well, and one of the other things is, you know, um, the the big thing is the, the distributors that- had you know and most of the hvac guys now all have this but back in the 90s not a lot of these you know a lot of these companies didn't have a specific heating and air conditioning department right you know yeah you know and 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 so it was at that point they needed us more than we needed them because they needed us to help them sell the stuff and when they had issues but you know over time 
what happened, you know, I, I think the manufacturers, a lot of these manufacturers too, leaned on a lot of these distributors and say, listen, if you're going to maintain a license for this product line, you, you got to start putting your own technical associates on board. You got to have your own department. You got to, you know, there's certain things that they're required now that they have to have, you know, whereas right. back then they didn't. Well, and another thing we you talk about loyalty of the contractor at what point i mean because i've been a dentist i've only seen it for so long but did you have to deal with any of this rebate for this rebate for that and all this other stuff that's been turned into just fluff to try to convince someone to go over here for a year or two then go somewhere else no not at all there was not there was no the there was none of that, no utility rebates, no state rebates, no federal rebates. It wasn't the only th I remember my recollection is in the HVAC business, the, the very first rebate that I remember is when geothermal started and everybody wanted yep. to, to get that geothermal going. You know, it's just, you know, it's it's the old saying, that, you know, the federal government picks winners and losers, you know. They're putting money right. to industries that they want to win versus other industries that are very viable and, and they're getting hurt by their own tax dollars. Yep. You know? And so that's that's what I, I like products to win on their own merits, right? Hey, if it makes sense to put in a heat pump, put the heat pump in, right? But if it if it makes sense to have a fossil fuel piece of equipment in, in New England, put it in. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, doing doing work in in Atlanta where I did all most of my service work, I didn't come across geothermal a lot at all. I mean, uh, if I come across a water source heat pump, it was in a high rise, right above a ceiling, uh, you know, on a chiller system. But right. I, I feel like as Sear keeps progressing on just regular split systems. Do you see geothermal not necessarily taking a backseat, but I mean, what you can get a regular system installed for in the SEER ratings? Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I, your water guys, you know, yeah. we have guys that work for us are like, no, 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 you can't beat it. It's it's the best. I mean, I get it, but well, listen, its we, cost of install we, is we nuts. sell and represent geothermal products and. The problem right. is if if you we saw this happen a number of years ago when they stopped with the rebates on the geothermal, if you remember, right? Yeah, yep. I mean that's it. it. Disappeared. Yeah, it it I mean it didn't totally disappear, but it the numbers went down drastically. Because yeah, as we know, driven on that. Yeah, and and because we know that it was it to pay on its own, it's not cost effective to the end user, right? Because well, I don't average, feel like people stay in a house that yeah, long. Yeah, eight years, right? So the average yeah. person stays in a house seven to eight years. If it's a 20-year payback, why would you do it? Now, yeah. when you get when you get the rebates and the tax benefit and all that kind of – and it knocks it down to seven, eight years, well, now it makes sense. But yeah. you get rid of it, it, it doesn't make sense. But there's still people out there that want to be green conscious and they have the money and they'll, they'll do it anyway. Well, and I don't think – I think on the commercial side of things, especially when we start seeing even more commercial regulations change and A2L stuff take into effect in 25, I think you're going to see commercial water actually come back some. 
Oh yeah, I think, I think it's going to have a big resurgence before Absolutely. it's all over with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one of the things we, you know, the terminology, like geothermal is different than water source heat pumps. Yep. Okay. Right. Water source heat pumps isn't going anywhere because there's yep. high rises everywhere and they got That's chillers right. and boilers and, and those things are, are just air handlers with a compressor. Right. Okay. Yep. So, um, that's never going to change, but the residential geothermal fluctuates depending on, you know, rebates and incentives. Yeah. Depending on the government. Right. So I, I heard you bring up, uh, I want to throw this in there real quick. You, I heard you bring up HR. So I'll never forget this. <laughs> when I came, when I was onboarding with Keystone, and uh, your brother came in and said, "You know, I am I am HR. You know, good to meet you. I'm 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 Tom. I'm with the HR department. Um, if you have anything like that's actually HR, you're gonna have to take that up with Bob. I don't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> he had this binder and this whole deal. I thought, yep, this is where I need to work right here. <laughs> it's like, here you go. All right." Yeah. Never forget that. If you got any, like, you know, you got some real HR stuff, yeah, don't take that up with me. Yeah. You got to take yeah, we're, that up we're with pretty, Our HR department is pretty simple. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So I know I see Ryden's got on here advice for some young territory salespeople. Uh, God, well, yeah, because, I mean, what was so you started inside what was your territory kind of area and how did you get into that you know from from green to top of the charts i guess we could say um yeah yeah well my my initial sales term my very first sales ter territory with a.o smith was i had western mass vermont and eastern upstate new york one of the most beautiful territories you'll ever cover I was going to say that is, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, well, there's some golf courses up there too. Well, ski, ski resorts, lakes, you know, rivers, the mountains. I mean, absolutely gorgeous, you know, and it was a great learning spot because the people were just nice. I grew up in New Jersey, New York, Northern New Jersey, that, that customer base is rough. <laughs> They're rough. <laughs> And, and I was a, you know, and I was a newbie, and I was a newbie. Right. Now, I would have been okay if I started there because I was a Jersey guy, and I wouldn't have had to come back and fight back and stuff. But it was, it was easier to go up there because they they thought I talked funny up in up there, you know, because I was from New Jersey, you know, so they they thought I talked funny, but they were nice to me. They were nice people, and uh, they gave no, me. They thought you talked funny. I mean, what they sound like. <laughs> No joke. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the the one of the things that I learned very young is that networking and meeting as many people as possible and learning and listening. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I, I respect my elders. I listen to my elders. They've been through a lot more and just soak in, soak up as much as you can because they've seen it all. Right. And, yep. uh, and, and that's, you know, and just any opportunities that I, somebody asked me to do something to go out there, I, I did it because I just wanted to learn as much as I could. And, you know, the sales part came, came naturally. If you're out there doing the work every day, the sales just automatically come because, 
you know, I tell tell our guys now, I'll know when you're really not working one month. Yep. Because the sales will show. It's it's uncanny how it happens, right? If right. you you know, it, we've all been there. Okay, something's come up in your family and it's kind of slowed you down. It's got your mind off things and you're kind of not doing what you normally do. And and all of a sudden you look at your sales report at the end of the month. You're like, holy cow, what the heck happened? You know, so oh, it'll show up for sure. Oh, it'll it'll definitely show up. So, um, you know, one of the th- part of the things that I always tell people in our industry, you know, 95 percent of the job is just showing up. Right. And yep. Doing the blocking and the tackling. Okay, one of the big things, returning phone calls, right? Returning, getting back to people, doing all the the stuff that should be automatic. We have a lot of people or a lot of competitors that that don't do that. You know, it's crazy. And so if you if all you have to do is be a little better than that or and you want to be really special, you go, you do 105. Katie, bar the doors. You, you, you can write your ticket anywhere in this industry because you're going to be you're going to be very successful. It's funny you say that. I, there was a guy. Um, I'm not. I'm not tooting my own horn on this, but uh, distributor guys, just a counter guy. He was digging, digging for something. Somebody gave him my number. He called, left a message. I called him back, and I don't know how many times he just kept saying, "Man, I, I appreciate you calling me back." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, you're 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 it's fine." Like, Did no one ever but, call you back before? Yeah, yeah. He, he just never gets called back yeah. in this business. Like. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you, man. Yeah, no problem. Hey, go click on this, click on that. And he's like, man, God, I appreciate you calling me back. I'm like, look, man, I got it. Like, but that just right then I'm like, God, I guess this guy, nobody ever calls this guy back. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, it's a little huge thing, huh? in this. Uh, we, we have, you know, we have contractors on here or, you know, guys that sell in home and they go in the house and I've been there. You give a quote to a homeowner and they're like, you're trying to close the deal and they're like, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll give you a shout back. We'll call you back. We'll let you know. And you're like, you know, but you got to look at this deal. I mean, it's only going to happen today. You know, you're trying to close it out and you leave that call back. You got to call them back. If you don't call that homeowner back, you lost it. It's yep. just what it is. Um, yeah. Making connections, calling people back, picking up your phone. That's huge. That's yeah. what we do. Yep. And the other thing is, you know, know your products, right? You know, know what you're selling. You know, guys want to trust you. you know, if they don't, if you th- they think you're just like a, you know, a, you know, a car salesman or something like that, you're you're not going to do well. You really got to take the time and effort to know what you're selling. Okay. Right. And people, people, and the other thing is, people like doing business with people they like, right? Okay. I mean. You know, I'll, I'll never forget that one time I walked into a distributor and I was working for A.O. Smith Water Products selling residential and commercial water heaters. And this hot babe comes flying in the door, <laughs> decked out, pinstripe suit, high heels. She was not a 10. She was a 12. OK, she was smoking. And the guy, the branch manager, the wholesaler said, you better hope she's not selling water heaters because if she is, you're out. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> oh gosh, I have seen a new uh, trend in that. Oh we, yeah, we're definitely we are a, that. Uh, 
you know, we have, you probably, you've seen at AHR, you know, we had some guests on our show. Yep. And, um, that's coming back. That is coming back. Um, the new, uh, it's like pharmaceuticals all over again. Yeah, because I, you know, it's, it's kind it of, it still like, works too. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, I truly does. believe it still works. And listen, could, could you imagine? And, and I tell you, any woman that wants to get in this industry and if she's any, and she's smart, and good looking, she's going to do fantastic. Yep. Yeah, it's it that will never go away. No, I don't care what anybody says. No, and it's not. We, we've talked about that all the time. It's not we, sexist or anything like that. No, it's right. It, it's the fact. It's 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 fact. We've had female guests on this show, you know, uh, influencers and stuff like that, and I see more and more female technicians in this industry. And I've said it a million times on this show: if she knows what she's doing. If I have to quote behind, if you have to quote behind her as a, you know, a salesman in home, you're going to lose. You're just going to lose. <laughs> if she's good at talking to the homeowner. Yeah. When she walks in the door, they're immediately like, whew, okay, here we go. Good. Deal. Yeah. Sweet. I don't have this guy trying to sell me a million things. Yeah. She could sell them anything. Yep. yep. It, it's just our, it's just what we do. Um, it's just human nature. They're comfortable, especially the, you know. Heaven forbid the 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 wife has to make all the decisions in the home and female technician walks in there. I mean, that's it. Hook, line, sinker. It's over. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're. Uh, I'm with you there. Now, when you went to TES later, did you take AO Smith with you or? What did you end up doing yeah, as far that, as going after? Yeah, that's a okay. that's that's a great great question because I, I don't want to bore with the details, but yes, from the standpoint, uh, A.O. Smith was supposed to come with me when I went to TES. Okay, okay, and I'm not going to go through the whole history, but at the eleventh hour, it didn't happen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it was it was a bad deal. It was a bad time because it was a summer of ninety six, and my daughter was just a year old, and my son was in his my my wife's belly at the time. He wasn't going to be born until that November, okay. And I'm looking at it and saying like, wait a minute, I cut a deal with this guy Joe Bizignero. Part of the deal was was because I'm bringing this massive line with me. Yeah, right. You know, and um, and it was a it was a bad deal. It was a a totally bad deal uh, that went uh, wrong. And I had you know I, that's when I learned very early you know who was controlling the you know my life, and it was another person or another company. And I vowed to never let that happen again. And um, and. To Joe's credit, when I had to go to him, when I found out what it, what was transpiring, I went to him and said, hey, Joe, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to have this conversation with you. But after they already told us verbally that we had the line and we were going to start in 30 days, they pulled the switch and decided to do something else. And so now I had to go to him and tell him, I don't have the line. And he turned to me and said, he goes, listen, Bob, I was going through this whole process with you wanting the line. And I, 
realized the prize was you. So as far as I'm concerned, if you still want to come work for me with the same deal that I offered you, I'm offering you that job right now. So you don't think that I didn't want to run through a brick wall for this guy. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. How, 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 how about his foresight and his confidence? He had more confidence in me than I probably did at that moment. Right. You know? So uh, that was an amazing situation that went from bad to, to great because, you know, I worked so hard for him. We grew the business and then he came through and, and uh, gave me the opportunity of a lifetime to own my own business. So that's why I love him to this day. And, you know, him and I still get together. He's he just turned 80 last September. We still go out on the golf course and play golf, uh, meet him for dinner, lunches. And uh, as Dennis knows, he comes to gets invited to our Christmas party every year. And he, yep. you want to talk about a monster. This guy was a monster and he was a monster in the business. He was one of the one of the greats in our industry. So how did how did you take as you moved into this, you know, what did you do to kind of prepare yourself to take on a role of, you know, mentoring salespeople and starting to grow salespeople as you went to work with him? Since that was kind of more of your your job to grow the sales yeah. division. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's all about, you know, how you handle people, right? One yep. of, you know, you know, my father was in the army and then went out of the army and went right to work. Didn't have a college degree, but he had great people skills, you know? And, you know, the first thing you do when I, when I came in is just to get to know the sales team. And at that time there was only a handful, maybe four sales guys, five sales guys tops. I didn't want to come in and start making changes and doing crazy. Just get out there and work with them and see what's going on and see what they're, what, what they see out there and and then start slowly giving them different ideas of ways of thinking on how to go out and get business. Okay. And right. get them to understand that your customers will respond a certain way based upon your attitude and how you present what you're trying to present to, to your customers. And one of the big things that I found out very early on that a lot of it's, and it's, it's not just probably in a lot of industries. People just when they before they leave, they don't ask for an order. You know, before you leave that customer and you talked about a couple of things, you had a couple of things on the agenda. Always say, hey, can I get an order? Is there anything that I can put in for you today? Just those little things like that, that, um, you know, a lot of these guys in the rep business early on didn't grow up in the plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Well, they nobody wants to hear no, right? Yeah. That's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. That's my and favorite you, word, man. Yeah. You got <laughs> to be able to take closer to a yes. You got to be able to take rejection. You have to be able to take rejection. But that's okay because the next guy you go in, you're going to get a big order, right? And a lot of times you go into a place you weren't expecting to get an order and then you got one, right? Yep. So yep. Uh, it's, it's just – it's working with salespeople and working with your team – I, one of the other things is, you know, lead by example, right? Yep. You got to lead by example. If you expect your people to work hard, then you better be working hard, right? It's, it's now, so, I've asked, I've asked some people on this show before, 
can, do you think you can teach sales and people skills or is that something that you just have to just not necessarily have but you pick up i mean can you teach that no, you think no, that the person's got to have that what what i say is i can take somebody with people skills but doesn't have any technical aptitude and technical, i can teach right. them the technical aptitude yep. right right people skills either you have it or you don't okay and the other thing is can you think quickly on your feet you know, and don't well, just like selling that other guy that 10 foot of pipe, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yep. exactly. Hey, that nice guy in the back there wants the other 10 feet. <laughs> That's great. I remember that. Yeah, I talk to Corey all the time. You know, he keeps changing. Well, he ain't changing his path, but, you know, he wants to get in the music industry. And I'm like, you know, there's there's a sales side of the music industry you can get into and stay in the music. You know, you can stay in something you love. But it, there's a raw side of that, and you either got it or you don't, and you have to just find out, I guess. You know. Well, listen. You don't you really have, know. Yeah, if you have a passion for anything, right? If you have that passion, you're going to work hard because you're you're striving because you have that passion. You know. Correct. I always had that passion to own my own business. I didn't know how I was going to get there. Didn't know if and when I was going to, I mean, if I was going to get there or when I was going to, but I knew I was going to get there, you know, and and that's because you have the drive and the, and the passion and the desire. And if you have that, you know, I, I think anybody can be successful. We've, we, we've had some, uh, I got to say, and Ryden can attest this. We've had some big boy owners on here and, they all say that same thing you just said. Like, I knew I was going to do this, and I just did it. Like, nobody was going to tell me no. Yep. We've had HVAC God on this show. He owns a massive heating and air company, you know. All kinds of other businesses outside of Yeah, it. I mean, he's it's- in. Yeah, once he got going, man, I mean, he's like, you know, he's, he's in everything. And you're just not going to stop a guy that's, that's got his mindset like that, you know? Yeah. And not every, not everybody's wired that way. Right. That's why not everybody's going to be a chief. There's, we need Indians, right? We need a lot of Indians. Not everybody can be a chief, but, um, but if somebody wants to be a chief, they can achieve it. You know, if they want to put the time and effort and they have the passion for it, they can, they can do it. So what kind of, uh, you want to throw some throw some goals out there you got for Keystone's future? I was going to say before I mean, I'm kind of eager to hear this. <laughs> well, before he even says goals, what made you choose the name Keystone? Oh, that's a good story, actually. Yeah, actually, because at the time, you know, um, we were just a tri-state rep in the Pennsylvania, Southern Jersey, Northern Delaware market, and. Um, Keystone, obviously, Pennsylvania is the Keystone state. And um, I wanted something to be synonymous with the area so that manufacturers, when they heard my name, they would probably figure out that I must have been in the, I must be in the PA territory, right? Okay, makes sense. So when I had to get the company incorporated before I purchased it, I went to my accountant and said, okay, I got to do all this paperwork and all this kind of, and apply for a corporation and stuff like that. And he goes, well, listen, you got to give me 10 names of what you want the company to be called. Oh, jeez. 
That's because, a lot. That's, that's stressful, right? Yeah, there. yeah. You, you can get a database and search it. I guess at that point, yeah. It? Oh, absolutely. It's 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 not as easy as you think. Ten so, is a lot. Yeah. So the first one I give him was Keystone Sales and Associates, and he laughed in my face. He literally laughed in my face. He's just there's no there's no way. There's no way. Give me a, give me a, no, not in me, Pennsylvania. That's yeah, not not in, give, me, give me nine others. Okay, so I give him nine others, but I, but. I, you know, I was a little naive in this stuff. I like, no, but I really want that. <laughs> I really want right. that. He said, yeah, that, that's a great thought. And he calls me back three days later. And he says, you're not going to freaking believe this. <laughs> All sales and associates was available to be incorporated in the state of Pennsylvania. He, he, I, he, I don't see he, how that's possible. Yeah. He said, if I would have was a betting man and this guy was a betting type guy, he said, I would have bet the house that that would not have been available. Now, it could have been as simply as the word and versus an answer sign. Yep. Okay. Somebody, yep. I believe there's somebody out there that is Keystone Sales, answer sign, and associates. Okay. But nobody had Keystone Sales, the word and associates. So, so when that happened, I said, you know what? This is a good omen. This is a good omen. Yep. So that's how. That's yeah, I worked. I worked for a company, uh, Comfort Solutions in Atlanta, and then we're like, we're going to start a North Carolina division. Oh, surely that's not taken. Uh, yeah, it's taken. Comfort Solutions. Uh, we were like, <laughs> we were throwing all kind of crap on the end of that thing, and they were all still taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. It's amazing because so many people have incorporated all different types of businesses. It doesn't even have to be in your industry. You know what I mean, it's just right, right. Crazy, but yeah. Luckily, that was luckily there was no other Atzenhofer and Wilkins. I just have to say, no one I else. Still think this sounds like a funeral home, Atzenhofer <laughs> Wilkins. <laughs> it's because we're gonna HVAC ourselves to the grave. Yeah, Bill said, it sounds like a. God, that last night, that does sound like a funeral home. So, a really um, good root beer. Yeah, I mean, what's your plans? Are you, are you wanting to uh, expand a little bit? Are you wanting to just grow what you got? Yeah, I think um, I, I like the territories that we have. Okay. What I'd like to do now is prob. well, as I told you earlier, I, I gotta get. I gotta start hiring some younger people into the organization. I gotta start bringing some new talent in, which I'm in the process of doing that now. But I'd also any opportunities for rep organizations out there that in those markets in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina that may not have a succession plan. I'm, I, I am definitely looking at acquiring other rep organizations. Okay. I, I'd like to have facilities, brick and mortar in the Maryland DC, the Baltimore DC corridor. And uh, obviously we have a place in uh, Valdez right now, but um, definitely, you know, looking to do something probably bigger or and probably a little bit different with a you know a bigger warehouse maybe office staff and stuff like that right so that's kind of where where i think i'm 
I'm looking to take the company, mainly getting some, getting our upgrade, our younger talent and getting them on board so that we can maintain the technical aptitude and the value added that we have right now. And I want to make sure that we continue to do that and, and, and get better. And, you know, not saying that, hey, you know, you never know when opportunities arise, right? So right. I'm not saying that if something doesn't come my way that I don't take a look at it and uh, maybe expand differently. But uh, right now, you know, my next three to five year goals are to, um, you know, turn over and get some young talent in and also try to get some bricks and mortar in some other parts of our, our territory. Now, are you a fan, and I know this I know this probably costs more, but are you a fan of bringing in a younger guy to ride under that older guy for a little bit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, have to. As a business owner, though, right, that's expensive, right? Well, it's got to it, be. It, it, it's, it is, but I mean, you're, investing, pay off, you're investing in the future, right? Right. You, gotta, you just can't have a guy retire and then just bring somebody green off the street and put him out there, he'll get killed. Right? No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So you have to, that's why you have to forecast and, and budget and, and make sure you have the funds available to do those kinds of things. And that's what uh, part of my job is, is to do. And, um, you know, uh, we're doing that now. I, I don't even know if I told you, Dennis, but maybe I did, I, that I did hire a young guy in the, in the DC area that's probably going to be starting uh, the beginning of July. And uh, we'll put him through, uh, you know, an onboarding situation where he's going to come out and work with other sales guys and go through trainings. And he's going to work with the existing sales guys in those territories uh, for a while. And then and then when those guys are ready to go out and go into the next phase of their life, he'll be ready to go. And I'm still looking for another guy uh, in the, you know, what I would say. Um, northern Baltimore, eastern shore area as well. So. Yeah, those coast those coast uh, coastlines are big, man. Yeah. What you're covering, I know. Our uh, you don't think about it, but the uh, South Carolina, North Carolina coast. I mean, covering that. Yeah, that's a, a lot, lot packed. That's that. a lot more than people realize. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It's, and you know, people, obviously, they're doing more and more building along the coast too. Yeah, it's heavily populated. It's just a bigger something to cover there. Yeah, and and you know, one of the things is I want to, you know, you talk about a goal. I, I when when a manufacturer is looking at hiring a rep in the Mid Atlantic region, I, I I want our customers and our customer base if they had to pick one out of three or name three names in our industry reps that they would like to see represent that line. My goal is that we're one of those three. Right. I think it's crazy how many reps are out there. Oh yeah. There's a lot. I mean, we just, yeah. you know, like you've got, we got contractors listening to the show. Like next time you go to a Johnstone open house, right? I'm just throwing them out there. Yeah. Uh, there'll be 75 reps there showing off something. Yep. You know, I always give that example. I'm like, hey, next time you go and you're looking at a guy, he's got 
I don't know, maybe he's got Navac tools or field piece on his table. Look at what his tablecloth says. Look at what his table cover on the front says. It don't say field piece. It says something, something and associates or, or you know, this or something that. Something sales group or. Something sales yeah, group. Yep. Yeah, that's a rep, you know, peddling that product. And um, I just think people overlook that a lot. It's come a long way from vacuum cleaners in the trunks, but we still have vacuum <laughs> pumps in the trunk. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, when I'm in training and I say it like that, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I, that makes sense. I They never really paid attention. You know, they just want a hat or a, a pen or a flashlight or something, you know. But, you know, there's a lot of guys listening to this show that maybe you want to get out of the field or, you know, there's a million jobs in this industry that you can oh, get yeah. into. Yeah, because listen, we we you know still still show your skills off. You know, absolutely. Yep. I mean, and 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 quite honestly, the rep business may not be bad for a guy that maybe wants to get off his knees. Right, he's been doing it for a long time, and he's still got a right. ten good 10, 15 years he wants to bring to the industry. You know, maybe get involved in the rep business, and you can be a technical trainer for a company like ours or another company, or you know uh, that kind of thing. So. Um, there's always opportunities. Definitely. No, it's, it's a big industry. There's a lot of different things. A lot of people don't realize just the different tiers of employees you need even to run distribution or to run manufacturers, rep agencies. It's a lot. You know, it's not just, you know, they see the guys like ourselves or the salespeople that are in front of them all the time, but they, they forget that there's, you know, there may be another six employees in that branch or, you know, in that city, they don't even know exist, but if it weren't for them, nothing that they ordered from the sales guy would get there outside of, you know, and and a lot of times they see the the driver and the sales guy, that's who they know, but they don't know the other 80% of the team that makes it happen. Exactly. Those unsung inside sales heroes been there, done that. Yeah. Try to never forget those guys. So while we, you know, before we wrap it up here, you got plans on going to AHR this year since oh, it is a Chicago. Yeah, I, and Chicago, I, I, I love Chicago. Uh, I, told you I haven't done the Chicago one yet. Chicago's awesome. They got great restaurants, great bars. Um, the only thing I told you is, God, the I weather. hope it's not freezing. <laughs> I hope it's not Because let me tell you, it, anybody tells you the, the cold that comes off that lake when it's cold, it's bone chilling. Yeah. Anything comes off water is yeah. just a different animal. Well, yeah. We were a number of years ago in Chicago. I don't remember which year it was, but we only had to walk eight blocks to our restaurant. We got out of the hotel. We walked one block. We were frozen solid. We pulled over a taxi <laughs> to drive us the next seven blocks. That's how cold it was. It was $75. Oh, <laughs> we didn't care. We yeah. did not care. It was so cold. Oh my God. I have noticed that, you know, uh, when we were in New York, we, you know, were you for there the for the snowstorm? No, yeah. I'm talking about for the Christmas party. Oh, we, oh, oh. Because they, we, they we, had an AHR in New York not too long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. On the first day of the show, we got 18 inches of snow in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It was. I don't think we've had 18 inches in North Carolina. Has the beer? It was <laughs> unbelievable. Snow unbelievable. day. 
snowball fight. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm looking. You know how they have. The, you know how they, how they have the buses there coming from different hotels to take you to the right. convention center. Which AHR does a great job. I mean, how they get all that organized and everything. It's it's amazing. Um, well, the buses would go a block and then they were stuck. I mean, they couldn't go anywhere because traffic was backed up, couldn't go anywhere. So people were literally walking in 18 inches of snow. The snow was blown to get to the convention center. I to mean, go see a heat pump. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be warmer in there than it is out here. We yeah, got to get there. Trampling down there to see... <laughs> A, a ball valve. You never saw people so excited to get to the convention center to buy one of those $10 worthless hot dogs. That's right. <laughs> so what kind of, you know, what are we looking at AHR? Like what's the go-to food for Chicago? Like what's your go-to? Well, That's a good call. Like well, iconic. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not a, you know, they have that deep dish pizza that they have in Chicago. Yeah, not a big fan. Dish. Not no. a big fan. Chicago hot dog, fantastic. Chicago hot dog, fantastic. What's your brand? What's your brand on the hot dog? Is it a Sabret? Is it a Nathan's Sabret? Okay, yeah, Sabret. Yeah, and uh, I don't the, care what brand hot dog. Yeah. I'm, I'm a hot dog guy. The other thing is you got to go. You got to go to the steakhouses in in Chicago. Great steakhouses. Little Smith are they? Lynchies? Yeah, you got and you got um, Morton's were originally the original Morton's that yep. started in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, you got um, Mike Ditka's place. He's got a great uh, steakhouse. Um, I mean, what type of steak are we talking? This is Oh, it- you got to get a bone-in ribeye. Bone-in. Oh, okay. Unbelievable. Tasty. That oh. Is it charred? Is it yes. like another herb? Yeah, they, I'm thinking Pennsylvania. Yeah, you want to get it. You want to get it. They, 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 actually, they actually cook it on a iron It's like reverse seared, right? Uh, yeah. It's, iron, it's cast oh. iron. Cast irons, oh my god, unbelievable! Hmm, now I'm starving. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm on my third Angel's Envy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> well, hey, well, we uh, we don't want to give out too many more nuggets. We'll have to have you back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. No, I love the it. 100th episode, a 50th anniversary of Keystone. Yep. Which is awesome. And uh yeah, we gotta get something going for AHR. We gotta start planning this. Yep. Yes. I've had some I've had some uh discussions with Nicole. Uh so there's definitely some stuff in the works that we've gotta we've gotta circle back and get sorted out. So excited. I'm I'm kinda visualizing some some cross some cross marketing. I I wanna see Absolutely. some H Vac R and D and Keystone something. You got to get yeah, it out absolutely. there. I mean, this is, um, you, you, you guys, you know, this is one of the things that attract it, it, it me. This is something new and different, even though there are some other guys out there. But, you know, you know, they may be spread out throughout the country. But in our market, I'm not aware of anybody that's doing this in our market. No, that's what I told Ryan. Mm-hmm. I want to build some local stuff. You know, we got yeah. a guy coming on the show next week. He's a contractor out of North Carolina. Um, you know, I want to concentrate on our, on our side of the country here. I mean, nothing against our Canadian boys. Uh, they love us up there, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, 
there's a bunch of guys out there doing a great job on some HVAC podcasts. You get technical, but it's all about bringing somebody on the show. It's got a story. Hopefully, inspire some people. You know, that's it. Um, yeah, have a drink. It's uh, the power of conversation. That's yep. our thing. It's a great. It's a great format, and you guys should be commended. It's it's an outstanding format. Well, yeah, appreciate that, and uh, yeah, we'll have you on again soon, and you'll have to change to a different wrestler walkout song. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Let's we'll go to the backup. Oh yeah, we we, we I'm sure I gotta come wait. <laughs> I can't wait to put some social media stuff together for for this. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ryden's got some. Uh, I, th- Before I think, we get off here, I think Ryan's hopefully uh, maybe the fall when I get the uh, Lonzo uh, rum ready to go. I'll oh yeah, send, we'll get. I'll send you guys some rum so you have it so we can we can taste test it together. Oh, absolutely on the, on the podcast. Absolutely. No, when that launches, you got to let us know because we oh, got to come here and launch that thing. One hundred percent. Because I know those Canadian, I know those Canadian guys will buy it in boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those tariffs are gonna eat them up, though. Well, well, actually, we'll just we'll just we'll push it across the lake when we go to Chicago. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Take this back with you. Well, yeah, actually, we'll commandeer one of those banana boats that, that they have in Chicago. We'll just take it across ourselves. There it is. <laughs> did you, did anybody do the banana boat in in Bahamas? The banana boat ride? No, we did not. We did that was not. probably like $150 oh, for 10 crazy. minutes. <laughs> well, you see the guy driving the boat. Do you really want to go on that ride? With that guy driving the boat, he's smoking ganja for six hours, and now he's, now he's going to drive you with the boat going 100 miles an hour. Are you nuts? <laughs> I will say, so I've never stayed in Atlantis, but we always go there. We always get off the, you know, the cruise and go there, and the best part is the boat ride over. It's it's a uh, it looks like a tugboat that I played with taxi. in the bathtub as a kid, you know. And yeah. it's just huffing black smoke out the back. It's a diesel something, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on." It's only you know, it's only five bucks, and we get on, and I'm like, "How many people are we putting on this thing?" And oh, no, 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 we, we're just gonna put a couple more on. Twenty five people later. And here we go to Atlantis, and it, it can barely pull off. Yeah, it's oh <laughs> it's like the taxi though in the Bahamas. You can't beat that, man. It, you, can't, you can't put a price on that. That's awesome. All right, well, Bob, as always, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Oh, my pleasure. The pleasure's all me, and uh, congratulations on your one hundredth. And uh, looking forward to uh, our next time together, and. Uh, Looking forward to selling some more product with both of you. Absolutely. That'll work, man. We'll see you next time. You got it. Thanks, guys.
All right, so that was a great freaking time. Oh yeah, always. Uh, not gonna lie, I'm not just saying this because he's he's my boss, but he's got such a good story, and I just always get the mentor vibes from him talking to him. So yeah, you do. Um, yeah, he just puts that off. Well, and like I said, you know, I read his little quote. I'll go back to it. I said I would do it, but you know, you listen to him speak and. You know, to him, truly leadership is about something that and the things that you do when nobody's watching, but you make sure that you hold yourself accountable. Right. No, he, he, you know, when he says, hey, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to uh, keep up with you. If you're not doing your job, it shows up. I will know. And that's, that's in anything, you know? Oh, yeah. That's anything you do. Go at it hard. Uh, he's a he's a big fan of uh, work hard, play hard, also. Which is, uh, you know, I like that. Well, and you kind of got to. We can, you can go so hard in this business that you just you burn out. You've got to have something else that's, or you know, other things to just kind of take the edge off and be able to de-stress and go back to it again tomorrow you know i talked to a another outside sales guy like you that sells hvac to a contractor and he said man i went on i I was you know i was getting 30 40 calls a day from contractors i was stressed out you know the weather sucks we're not selling anything right now i took a vacation and it wasn't but like three days, right? It wasn't two weeks. It was like three days of just like, I'm not going to look at my phone. And come Monday, he's ready to hit it. Like he's recharged. Yep. There's there's something to say about that. No, yeah. sometimes you just got to get away from it. And it's, you know, it was hard enough to get away from it before. It's even harder to get away from it now because these damn phones are literally strapped to us all day long. Um, yep they dictate so much more than we wish they would but unfortunately that's the world we live in now all right so if you're keeping up with us on instagram yes we hit 1100 again yeah hit 1100 again um dude trade hounds is pushing close to the old 1500 it's it's taking a little bit of a tick up um nice with with some of the uh the top 10 fan favorites countdown which if you guys have been listening all week uh you know that today's Friday, and today number one comes out. So I guess should we uh, do a quick rundown through it all? Even though you guys have heard it a million times, but you know, oh, in yeah, order, um, through it. I mean, yeah, from ten down to no wait. Now this is fan one. favorites, right? Now it is fan favorites. It is downloads. based. It is based on downloads as well as multi-platform engagement. So I went through and I was kind of trying to see where we've had shows that got, you know, comments or likes or different things. So all of these shows have had a lot of additional engagement on top of just downloads on the show. 
Now, if your episode, if you've been on our show and your episode was named after a song, which is our thing, then it's kind of clickbait. It is what it is. It is. Some some just pull more than others. I love that we don't title our shows with everything we talk about because no why would you do that that's what everybody else does no and we're and we're music people i mean we just yeah are. we're music people i mean for sure and to me i love honestly one of my favorite things every week is when i you know dennis will send me you know a little bounce reel that is his you know what he did when he pushes the button for the show to actually become the show which I always roll into our episode teaser every week. But, you know, one of my favorite things is going through and thinking about what we spoke about in that episode, thinking about one, if we had a guest, you know, thinking about the personality of that guest or just thinking about kind of things Dennis and I talked about in the show. And I go after something that ties into it. I love that. And I'll tell you, what what song speaks for that episode? Dude, and I'll tell you, like, there's sometimes, like, I'll spend two or three days, like, going through songs. I'm like, girl, what is, what am I going to use? And then I'll come down to, like, one or two. I'm like, shit. Hmm. Well, and then I I, <laughs> I see the episode title, believe it or not. I see the episode title at 3 o'clock on Friday when everybody else does. And I'm, I can't wait to see what it is. Um, And there's an um for Zach. Anyway, Um, all right. All right. So number 10, rolling in at number 10 was episode 61, Video Killed the Radio Star with our buddy Mark Rickberg from Global The Source. Yep. The old rewind guy. Rewind. Video store. It is. (laughs) Um, Number nine, which technically this was a two-part episode, but uh, it was a long show. Which this one was kind of before we started using some some song titles. That kind of that became part of the show. Right. It wasn't initially part of it, but as we kind of felt it, that was one of those things that, that changed. So, uh, building blue collar culture with Keith Flores. I know we just talked about him earlier on the show. But that's HVAC God from HD Home Services. Number eight, episode 56, Cult of Personality, with our buddy Matt Waxer, the HVAC doctor. Mr. Sauterweld himself. Time to block with the doc now, since all of his stuff just came out a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Episode seven, or excuse me, number seven, episode 82, Heavy Pour, with Donnie the King King from Rector Seal. Speaking oh, I of, love that show. That was oh, a great man, show. Such a great show. Speaking of Chicago people... Uh, little yeah maybe some foreshadowing there we don't know we'll see um number six episode 80 something a little stronger with ben thompson best known as hvac strong i will tell you the uh the announcement of that one i think we've seen over two thousand people hit the reel for that thing since it came out friday that one has blown up yeah that was a great show i like great show i like talking to ben and there he's well, as, uh real as it gets well, I meant to tell you, I talked to him yesterday for a few minutes. Um, he needed help on a different brand that I sell oh. now because he was running in some issues. I haven't spoken. <laughs> I have not spoken to him since. So I'm hoping he got the, some answers. I love that 
people on the other side of the world just reach out to us and i know i love it though. hey man you, is this is this the right board what's the part number on this i'm like yep where where yeah. <laughs> never mind <laughs> i know uh rolling in at number five episode 40 lady katie and the lamborghini uh which katie uh is the female that cracked the the top 10. She also is, was the first person that bought a pink warrior hat, um, back in October, another global, the source person. She was also uh, on our show, um, at AHR earlier this year. I just got to see her week before. No, was it last week? Week before last. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. So daggum fast. I can't even think. Um, great person. She's freaking hilarious. She's not super active on social media, but I'll tell you, she is a riot to be around. Um, uh, probably one of the funnest shows that we've done, <laughs> that I have done. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, uh, that was a, that was a trip. You know, and then everybody's got that uncle. I'll just leave it there. Go listen to the show. Yeah, uh, you got to go listen back to that show. <laughs> I've had guys tell me, "God, that was a, such a great episode." Uh, number four, which came out today uh, in real world terms, episode 52, Food for Thought, with our boy the HVAC foodie, the original Canadian R&D fan, Mr. Yep. Ilya Martinovich. He's an engineered air legend. Um, and then you got to see him come right back on the list at number three, episode 70, Hall of Fame, with... Mr. Foodie and the HVAC doctor, half of the uh, Red Seal Inc. team. That was definitely a Canadian takeover. And if you, hadn't listened to th- <laughs> if you hadn't listened to that one, you should definitely go back and find the, uh, the section where we talk about what would happen if we all got drunk and tried to fight a grizzly bear. That was one. Yeah, that's deep conversation right deep there. Deep conversation. Number two, episode 65. House of the Rising Sun with good old Cajun Joe. Yep. <clears throat> that was probably, that was one of the funnest ones for me. It was just really getting to hear, hear dad say a lot of his old stories that I had never heard. And buddy, you cannot beat that like four minute dad joke. He busts out in that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Ryan's dad immediately <laughs> just starts talking Cajun You and I couldn't even understand him. You would have thought he had. He had been on podcasts his entire life. No, he's like, where's my mic? Let's get this thing going. Which, I mean, he was always a radio fan. Yeah, he was always a radio fan. I can't remember. Did he tell the the story in that episode of him uh, blowing the screen door off the house when he was a kid? I I don't know. If he didn't, we got to have him back on the show. So, at one point... Even if it's for five minutes. I know. He he ran a, a... copper wire from his radio in his room up through the screen door up onto the roof of the house and i don't know if it got hit by lightning or something but he literally blew the screen door off the house when it arced or something crazy that's what i'm talking about (laughs) Uh, that's my style right there because he always talked about trying to make sure he could listen to wolfman jack (laughs) (laughs) wolfman Uh, jack and then uh number one episode yeah this 41. is a no-brainer here it's a no-brainer i hate to say it but everyone if you didn't know this was coming 
you probably should have. But episode 41, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked with Jason Nine Lives Holt, as I am calling him now. (laughs) (laughs) But I actually, I get to see him tomorrow. So maybe I can get a a rare picture of me and old Nine Lives together. But he's definitely a picture, man. He's he's a picture. He is like the he's like a cat on a hot tin roof. He will get away. He's a yeti. I know you can't. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get. Well, we had. I wish I still had the video of him slapping the the sticker on the back of his company work truck. (laughs) You got to get a picture of him tomorrow. I know. Give him a new sticker or something. I know, right? Need to get him to put the beer can cold one next to it. Oh yeah, he don't have that. No, he's well, he's got it, but he doesn't. I don't think he's on his truck yet. We'll have to go find oh, yeah. out. Well, you gotta, um, you gotta and then, that. and then, if you didn't get enough of him in episode forty-one, honestly, episodes eighty-nine and ninety that we did a couple of months ago, Jesus. Oh man. <laughs> so the crazy thing is, the dude's a legend. He is. Um, but that episode, and you can say some of it may be clickbait. But we, I will be honest, we have not had that kind of clickbait response on songs that no, are no, 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 way, no. way more popular. This show, I think, is just, it stands out. I think people listen to this is, show and then they share that show. I think they share that show and honest to God, they probably listen to it two or three times because you can. Because it is, you will find something else funny to laugh at every damn time. Yes. Um, when he talks has, about jumping on top of that van. <laughs> And just smoking cigarettes till he runs out because all the dogs were circling the van because he couldn't yep. get off. I mean, that's just, you can't just, you can't make that up. It's priceless. <laughs> it's priceless. But we, we don't really talk a lot about downloads or anything because it's, we just don't. But that show itself is nearing the, I think it's nearing like the 5,000 download mark now. It's insane. Yeah, it's up there. It's it's way up I there. Mean, it I thought it was just the song title, but it ain't. No, it absolutely it. crushes. Because, I mean, that show's over a year old now, and I swear it still pulls, you know, top ten every freaking month. Every week, it's it's top. Let's see. Let's see. 4,663 downloads. That's just that just that episode. Um, you know, and we've got plenty of others that are over five hundred, over a thousand, but dude. Right. All nine lives crushing it. <laughs> so what do you got? You got some giveaway announcements? Yep, so in honor I mean, of episode yeah. one hundred, we gotta give yeah, something away. That's right. In honor of episode one hundred. Um we are actually going to do five giveaways, five boxes of cool stuff. Mm. In order to get in for it, you've got to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, or TradeHounds. I'm not going to make you follow all four because never not everybody's using all four, but I want to make sure all the platforms get covered. Um, right. So it's going to be a multi-platform giveaway. Follow us on your preferred platform. Tag two buddies in the comments that should be listening to the show. Now, if you do multiple platforms, 
I will give you an additional check mark. I'll give you an additional entry. Uh, so you can get some bonus entries if you do stuff cross-platform. You can also get a bonus entry if you join the mailing list. And I'm doing everything I can to make sure that um, we start having some newsletter stuff come out starting at some point in July. I promise it won't be the last day of July, but it probably won't be July 1st. We're going to get through the 4th and then party time. No, I know Ryan, it won't be July 1st. <clears throat> no, it won't be July 1st. Well, yeah, we got Actually, the holiday coming. Yeah, we got, we got to get through the holiday. So five total giveaway boxes. All five boxes are guaranteed an R&D patch hat, some Cajun Joe's Bayou Spice, and an R&D yes. shot glass. Mmm, I forgot. Yeah, because we got a few of those left. You're also going to get stickers, obviously. You're going to get some stickers. But you're, there's bonus items going to be dropped into some of these different boxes. We've got some Rector Seal stuff. We've got some Global to Source stuff. We've got some Diablo stuff, which I've been holding on to for a while. Hopefully, they mm -hmm. will help us push some of this. But I got some cool Diablo stuff. Um, and maybe even some mystery stuff. Who knows? Um, and I'm going to announce them starting Monday, June 26th. So I'm going to announce one a day as we head up to, I guess, what would be episode 102 at that point. Right. So Monday, yeah, so we got June our 26th guests. through Friday the 30th. We got our guests lined up for next week. Yep. And I've got several in the hopper. We just need to get scheduled. So yeah, we've got actually we've it's got more summer. than several in the hopper. It's summer in the HVAC industry. We are still, you know, this isn't our real job. We're still in the field. So we are, uh, if it gets busy, you know, you get what you get from us over here. <laughs> yep. But you're never not going to get something. We might go That's dark right. for a day or two, but we are not disappearing. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. No, 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 no. We, you know, my daughter, who's 12, said, I feel like you hadn't recorded in a while. I'm like, Kylie, thanks. Appreciate that. I know, right? I'm like, we took a break, Kylie. We got, we had a lot going on. People were on, on vacation. She's like, oh, okay, okay. I'm like, geez, she's 12. She, hey, she just needed an episode, man. She needs an episode, yeah. She we, have, we have followers from every age group. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet Again, she yeah. she constantly listens back to her own episode. She should. Which is actually it's a good funny episode. Crap. It's great. Um, broski is our new favorite term. Broski. <laughs> broski. She's like, broski, <laughs> I was trying to get them nuggies down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Like I said, thank you, everybody, for listening. Huge thanks to Bob for coming on the show. Huge thanks to him for being our, our I guess I should say, you know, not just our Powered By sponsor, but, you know, he truly is the, the first real real sponsor and supporter of the show so we're so grateful for that um thanks for listening everybody please make sure to follow us on social media instagram trade hounds facebook tiktok linkedin make sure to go tag your buddies i will have the post out for this probably a little bit after this show comes out on friday so start liking and tagging those posts everywhere get your buddies to listen to the show and hopefully i'll be calling you or one of your friends out for a giveaway 
in two weeks. Yeah, go check out the website. HVACRD.com. Join the mailing list. Bonus entry. There you go. All right. See you all next week. Peace. Peace.